0: Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rook with Kent Beadle with Paradigm Futures, mostly lower prices except for the cattle market this morning. And well, I feel like we're a broken record here on the grains. Um, you know, we did have a little export business on corn to Mexico this morning. But other than that, this market, it just seems like fun selling is about all we ever talk about.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, the market seems to want to ignore some of this better demand uh, that we've seen. Uh, in fact, I continue to hear uh, people talk about demand being disappointing, even though our export sales in corn are 30 percent ahead of year ago levels. Uh, and of course, the USDA is forecasting a, about a 26 percent increase. So we're even ahead of that. And you mentioned the sale to Mexico this morning. Um, Mexico has been one of the best buyers of U.S. corn. Uh, right. But we've also been selling corn into Canada and we've been selling corn to Asia. Uh, we're the cheapest corn in the world right now. And we continue to uh, be able to export corn uh, despite all of the export issues that we have with the Panama Canal and and world shipping issues around the Red Sea. And, uh, you know, but but we can't fight the, the speculative selling that we've been taking on. And, uh, you know, spec selling was higher again. On the CFTC report last Friday. And, uh, you know, if you look at the way the price action has been, um, you know, it's pretty clear as to see why we've been going lower.
0: Yeah. In fact, you said this is one of the shortest positions combined that the funds have ever had in this green market, right? Yeah.
1: If you add up uh, corn, soybeans, uh, meal oil, and and the three week contracts, I think it's the second shortest in history.
0: So, uh, we need a bullish catalyst Um, things that are coming up that maybe would give us some hope of that would be the WASDE coming up here on Thursday. But what are you expecting in that report? Yeah,
1: we're not really expecting all that much, to be honest. Uh, we gotcha. could see a slightly higher export number, uh, as we've talked about in corn. Um, we might expect a higher ethanol production number, but probably won't get one because we had this little slowdown uh, that was um, due to due to weather issues here in the month of january so they might hold on any adjustments uh, on the ethanol grind um, uh, don't think they're going to do anything with feed residual usage you know over in the soybeans um, you know we had a large enough crush that we could see an increase in crush but we probably won't get one for the same reason I think Crush slowed down a little bit in uh, early to mid January due to weather as well. Um, uh, yet uh, um, exports, of course, you know, have been slow, and they are they have turned a little bit behind year ago levels or the or the pace that we need to hit USDA numbers. So you could see uh, soybean uh, ending stocks rise a little bit. I would make the case that at eleven dollars and eighty five cents, we're uh pricing in and ending stocks number that isn't anywhere close to 280 it would probably be something closer to 350 million bushels than uh, than the 280 that we've got on the balance sheet right now
0: yeah so the other thing we're going to be watching for it is any adjustments this week either conab or USDA in terms of South American numbers and actually right, right. now we are seeing continued pressure here in the soybean market especially not only from harvest pressure from South America, but is there not a little rain now in Argentina? Forecast? Yeah, there
1: there was a little bit of rain that popped up this weekend. It was maybe unexpected, so that that was one uh, one thing that is a little bit negative. And then, you know, we saw at the end of last week that we were still anticipating a better uh, Argentine forecast, and and that's still out there. Uh, they are going to get better rains here out about three to four days. Um, and, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. The uh, the ratings of that Argentine crop, you know, nearly half of it is in the fair category. And that's a uh, that's sort of a marginal condition rating that could get worse if we don't get the rain. And it certainly could get a lot better if we do get the rain. So I think the rains that we're going to receive or that we're forecast to receive are actually going to be pretty important in Argentina. Yeah.
0: So do you expect we're going to see many adjustments downward in, you know, either CONAB's numbers this weekend or USDA on the South American, at least Brazilian numbers?
1: Well, my expectation is that the USDA is going to be slow, if not really slow, to lower their estimate. Um, I'm not sure why it is that uh, the USDA is wanting to disregard, um, you know, the privates, but, you know, I go back to, uh, last year for example and and Conab's uh, production number is about five million tons lower than what the USDA ended up with and it was and Argentina's number is five million tons lower than what the USDA ended up with and that's a year later and we still haven't moved. So I'm not expecting the USDA to lower that number very much. Conab um, will be very interesting to see. Uh, Obviously, the early yield results have just not been very good, but, um, you know, people have a lot of hope for uh, the later harvested soybeans because we have had better weather for those, Um, you know, but yet the privates in the industry are all, you know, coalescing at something around 150 million tons, uh, probably down to 145 with a couple of outliers as low as 135. And so um, it's going to be very interesting to see what CONAB does. And we all want to know what that number is going to be. But um, we're just going to have to wait here until I think it's probably Wednesday when we're we're going to see that number from CONAB.
0: Absolutely. Uh, let's slip over to the wheat market. Uh, despite escalation in these Middle East uh, tensions or this Middle East conflict, uh, wheat is trending lower here this morning. Why are we not, why have we not been reacting to this? Is it because it's slowing down shipping and that's kind of the offset here or what?
1: Yeah. I I mean, I think that's one of the concerns for sure. Um, you know, I think one of the big issues is just, we have not seen the declines in, uh, Ukrainian exports that we thought that we would since the beginning of this conflict. And, uh, uh, last week we heard the the Ukrainian government say that they're ahead of a year ago um, with uh, uh, with exports despite the fact that you don't have the uh, uh, the UN sponsored export corridor they've been going it uh, by themselves and so far the Russians uh, you know although they've uh, launched attacks on on uh, port facilities both in Odessa and and on the Danube uh, it just hasn't done much uh, uh done much damage or had much impact and so right. uh, we can't we just can't seem to get wheat going now i will say that technically um you know we haven't made a new low in chicago for you know like over eight weeks and uh the charts have sort of a, a an appearance of a bottoming pattern to them you know we reversed off a contract lows in kansas city a couple of weeks ago so um I don't know that the market really wants to be lower, but it it certainly doesn't do well after rallies. It finds plenty of willing sellers on rallies still.
0: But to your point, we've thrown a lot of bearish news at the market. It's still pretty much holding together here. So I guess we'll take yeah. that as a little bit of a victory. That's okay, a, cattle small market. Victory. Small yeah. victory. Uh, new highs for the move last week. Higher weekly closes in the cattle. And this morning we're seeing just a little bit of follow-through buying. Ideas here that cash is going to be higher again continue to kind of push us this morning, or is this all fun buying?
1: Yeah, I think the I, I think the cash call this week is one to two higher, and you know obviously the implications of the inventory report last week are are still supportive. Um, you know, there's been a lot of chatter that we would start to see some uh, some pickup in in rebuilding this herd, and uh, you know based on all of the data in that report, that is not happening. And uh, it it sort of gives us a a sense that we could have another whole year of of, uh, uh, fairly firm prices. And that's how the market reacted last week. And, uh, you know, we're starting out the week this week uh, pretty good as well. Although, you know, again, with lower corn prices, uh, um, you know, we've seen cattle crush margins, for example, uh, improve uh, uh, here this past week. And. uh, um, you know, there is some opportunity to hedge some profitability in that industry. And so, um, you know, we aren't going to go up every day, that's for sure.
0: Ox going the opposite direction of cattle this morning. Um, have we just hit some resistance and are seeing some profit taking or what's going on this morning? Well,
1: when you look at those summertime prices between, you know, 96 and $98, again, with the lower corn market and, uh, um, you know, meal that's a lot more inexpensive than it has been for, uh, for, you know, a couple of years. Uh, It just, you know, it helps the margin structure. And uh, I think what we have today is probably the realization that there's some hedging opportunities there. And I think you've got some, uh, uh, you know, probably some integrated uh, operators who are taking advantage of that uh, opportunity to, uh, you know, to price some decent margin in for these summer months, particularly.
0: All right, thanks for joining us, Kent Beadle with Paradigm Futures. That is Markets Now.